This is In the Arena, the Colorado Concern podcast that explores the intersection of business and politics. I'm your host, Mike Kopp. Thank you for joining the Colorado Concern podcast today, In the Arena, with Helen Young-Hayes. Helen is the founder and CEO of Activate Workforce Solutions. Helen brings a profound depth of leadership to Denver and to the business community, and I'm so thrilled to be joined this morning by Helen Hayes. Helen, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Mike. Thank you for having me. Helen, your organization is something that caught the attention of Colorado Concern about a year ago, and we are beyond pleased uh, to announce here that your organization is the first ever in the history of Colorado Concern, which goes back about 35 years now, to have and form a partnership with Colorado Concern. We're going to discuss that, what that means to our members, what that could mean to the business community in the state of Colorado. But I really want to start a little bit with you, Helen, your background. I know it well from having spent some time with you, but our our listeners really have to hear a little bit about where you come from, your perspective, why you think the way that you do. So could we dive in a little bit about your background? Would you tell us about just where you grew up, how you made your way to Denver? Sure, Mike. Thanks for this opportunity to talk about myself. I am the daughter of Chinese immigrants. I'm a first-generation American. Both my parents' families lost everything during World War II, and they separately came to America on full scholarship and borrowed money. Ultimately, my father got a PhD in particle physics. My mom got hers in chemical physics. They met, married, and had five kids. They moved our family to Starkville, Mississippi, the home of Mississippi State University, where my parents were on the faculty. One might think that moving to Mississippi in 1965, in the middle of the civil rights era, was really strange, if not dumb move for a Chinese family. However, my parents, being classic immigrants, really had no idea of geography. They had no idea of culture. And so they moved our family to a small college town in Mississippi. Growing up in Starkville, Mississippi, was formative to who I am and what I believe in. You see, in Mississippi back in the 60s and 70s was, and actually still is, very segregated. What I experienced, but more witnessed up close, was the segregation of individuals due to the color of their skin. What I witnessed up close was, however, the extreme economic and social apartheid that African Americans have experienced in the South. That left an indelible imprint on me as I sought to reconcile myself with this great inequity. Ultimately, my parents sent four of us to Yale. I am not just a believer in the American dream, but I am the embodiment of the American dream. I went to Yale, studied economics, and landed a job on Wall Street. I found my place. Ultimately, I became the 16th employee at Janus Capital. 
a mutual fund company that is headquartered in Denver. I became a fund manager. I grew and managed the global and overseas businesses, managed the flagship Janus Worldwide and Janus Overseas Funds. I think maybe many of the listeners today were investors alongside me. I became chief investment officer. Coming from an experience of being born into an immigrant family who had lost everything in my parents' generation, and then rising to become a leader in one of the preeminent investment firms in the country, this was really a dream come true. When you were growing up in Mississippi and you were seeing the inequities taking place around you, could you ever have imagined landing in Denver being a chief investment officer? You probably didn't know what that word meant when you were young, but but could you picture yourself in a setting like that, leading people, giving guidance on incredibly momentous decisions that people were making? Did you have any seed of that anywhere deep down inside you that you can recall? Mike, I have to say, our family grew up with no extra money. I was a financial aid student in college, and we never, <laughs> my family never invested in the stock market. We, I, I had no idea what stocks were. When I started out on Wall Street, I simply took the job that I thought sounded the most interesting and appealing, <laughs> and that, and that doing bottom-up industry and company analysis. And so managing money and analyzing companies and industries seemed like a real intellectual adventure for me. I had no idea that I would ultimately manage $60 billion in assets, about 20% of the assets of our firm. I had no idea that I would shape markets and shape investing. And so, no, I, <laughs> growing up in a small town in Mississippi, my horizon was so much smaller. And most of my friends uh, went to school in state. Most of my friends stayed in the South. And very few of us really envisioned a world on Wall Street. What I look at, from what you've explained about your trajectory in life from poverty to CIO at Janus, to me, it's no wonder you would start an organization like Activate because you can uh -huh. see this profound, really, it's, it's a profound trajectory from where you started to where you are now. And it seems like you're taking the very best learnings from that whole period of time and compressing them into something operable to move people through the last mile of poverty, I think, as you say, into a productive, meaningful, fulfilling work life. And that's, that's what I see in your whole trajectory. Is that, is that the way yeah. that you came to Activate? Is that your, like, your framework for, for starting Activate? Yeah, absolutely. I am a passionate believer in the American dream. I was a financial aid college student with student loans and to have moved from a family that was financially devastated 
just one generation above me into being able to acquire the intellectual capital, the, the professional capital, the social capital, the financial capital in one generation tells me that America is the greatest country on earth and that there is no system that functions as well as the free enterprise system whereby work and initiative are open the doors to opportunity. I started Activate because as the embodiment of the American dream, I am frustrated that the dream is so elusive for so many Americans. The dream is elusive for so many Americans due to structural challenges with education, with access to training, with access to guidance, and with on-ramps to economic mobility. And so I started Activate because I want to make the American dream a reality for more people. And I didn't start Activate to alleviate poverty. My goal is not to make poverty just a little bit more palatable around the edges. My goal, Mm -hmm. my goal is to end poverty for Americans and to end it for those who want to work, who want to thrive and who want to participate in the economy. And so I started Activate to, to be, if you will, to be an on-ramp for individuals to achieve what I'll call the last mile of, of human development, which is human flourishing. And so my inspiration for starting Activate was we have too many individuals who lack the education, training, and access to full-time, full-benefit career path work. My goal with starting Activate was to be a bridge. Quite simply, we are the connective tissue that connects job seekers with jobs. But more specifically, we connect job eager, job ready, job seekers who passionately want a better future for themselves. We connect those job seekers with full-time, full-benefit career path jobs. That is how we break the cycle of poverty at Activate. And so we're an on-ramp to opportunity. And we are the connective tissue that connects individuals who hold great promise and potential, but have been overlooked and undervalued in the marketplace. We connect them with great employers here in Denver who provide economic mobility through meaningful challenging career path work. Our mission at Activate is to help individuals achieve and activate their fullest potential through the dignity of work. Work is the only sustainable and dignifying antidote to poverty. And there is simply no job creation and no wealth creation machine like business. I formed Activate to harness the inherent power in business to unleash potential. Well, that's what I was going to ask. When you partner with an employer, why does the employer engage you? I want to ask the why question and then maybe describe how you get your candidates, how you prepare them 
to plug into the business, but what's the frame of mind for an employer for one of the CEOs that you partner with? Why did they reach out to you? First and foremost, CEOs engage with us because they're looking for exceptional talent. And we are actually, the current crisis notwithstanding, we are actually in a war for talent. Finding skilled, loyal, trained, engaged employees is a challenge for every leader that I meet. We're simply recruiters for great talent that happens to be often overlooked, mostly untapped, and we provide for our employers a really valuable resource, which is helping them identify great talent that they normally wouldn't find. The second reason that leaders engage with us is that we help CEOs operationalize philanthropy. We help CEOs operationalize diversity, equity, and inclusion. As business leaders, we are all concerned about the two-tiered economy that we have in the U.S. As Denver leaders, we're concerned about the 315,000 people who are living at the poverty level. As leaders in Colorado, we're concerned that 21% of jobs do not pay individuals enough money for them to be able to exist off of government subsidy. As leaders who are concerned about a two-tiered economy, about the intractability of poverty, we're looking for compassionate solutions that make business sense. And so Activate helps CEOs operationalize philanthropy. There is simply no greater philanthropy than giving a person a life-saving, life-giving job. Helen, you showed me your social return on investment numbers, and to me, they were absolutely arresting. So transitioning from the why, which is spectacular, it's a beautiful story, to the what, could you describe the way that your program works uh, and how you find talent and specifically what skills you give to them and do you tailor that for uh, the end user, for the employer that is looking for this talent and that has created a partnership with you? Right. So, Mike, we are not simply a bridge between job seekers and jobs, but we are also a bridge between nonprofits. And so that is another fundamental role that we play. I didn't want to duplicate anyone's work in Denver. I just wanted to amplify the work that is already going on and has been going on for decades. And so in order to amplify the work of my nonprofit friends, we have created a talent ecosystem built on excellence. We pull our talent from workforce and education and development programs that are equipping people with education, with stability, and with the foundation that they need to be able to achieve economic mobility, which is when we get referrals of talent from our nonprofit partners, we vet and screen and match and place really carefully. We don't end up working with everyone who's referred to us because we're looking for job fit and job readiness. And ultimately, our goal is job retention. We started Activate not with a goal of volume, not with a goal of displacement, but with a goal of seeing people succeed in a job 
and advance in a career. And so that is the space that we play in. We perform over 60 hours of screening in order to find an employer, one individual who is great fit for the job that they've sent to us. When we make a match, though, we don't stop there. When we make a match and our candidate is hired, that's actually when we roll our sleeves up. So the other gap that we fill in workforce development is we do post-placement coaching. We begin to coach our individuals through their first 12 months on the job. And the coaching is where we get that life transformation. Our coaching helps individuals acquire the necessary life and professional skills that they need, not just to thrive in their jobs, but to advance in their careers. What do I mean by life skills? We tackle issues like financial independence and financial mobility. We want to move our placements beyond learning how to balance their budget, but we want to move them to learning how to decide where your savings need to go, learning to decide whether building equity for a home purchase is your right next move or whether paying off your, your debt. We help people decide whether it's more important for them to invest in a 401k fund or whether it's more important for them to have two months of income saved up for you know, an economic setback or a crisis as we're facing now. So we teach individual skills like conflict resolution, stress management, mindfulness, all the soft skills that employers are telling us that they really wish their talents were equipped with. So we have a very holistic life skills component to our training. And then just as important, we have a professional skills curriculum whereby we teach individuals the basics of how to succeed in business. And that includes showing up on time. That includes understanding that on time is late and early is on time. That includes understanding what it looks like to be successful in this role that you have. Many of our placements are first-generation professional. They've been working maybe in hospitality or food service or construction. They've got all the work ethic and the potential in the world, but they've never translated that into a professional setting. So we teach people what to wear, what to say, importantly, what not to say. We teach people how to get along with their supervisors. We teach people how to ask for and respond to feedback. And most importantly, we teach people how to develop a growth mindset, how to set and achieve goals systematically, both short, medium, and long-term goals. Because we can't end poverty unless we have people thinking aspirationally about themselves in the arc of a 20-year career. If you stayed with a company for 20 years and you constantly received training and looked for opportunities to advance, you could be running the company in 20 years. And that's the message that we give our placements. We need to think long-term. We need to plan for our own professional development. And so we equip our individuals to succeed. What's the first step an employer needs to take when they get started with you? Is it as simple as picking up the phone and calling you? Do, do you direct them to the website? What's, what's a good first step? The best first step is to reach out to me. I prefer to meet face-to-face -face with a leader because understanding who we are, why we do what we do, and how we do what we do that is so singular and so unique in Denver is the first step. After that, it really is simply we get to know 
our employers. We get to know their in-demand jobs. We get to know the skill sets that they're looking for for those jobs. And then we go on the hunt and we find individuals who will not only be successful in that job, but will be their next level performer and will be loyal and dedicated. I should add, Mike, you had mentioned our social return on investment. I'm just going to give you a, a couple of examples of the impact that we have with our employer partners. We recently were introduced to a single mom, an immigrant from East Africa. In her home country, uh, we'll just call her Suli. In her home country, Suli had received a BS in chemical engineering and an MBA. She worked as an engineer. She became a single mom and moved her two kids to Denver to start over and to find a new life. When she was introduced to us by our nonprofit partner, Suli had just completed here in Denver a master's in information technology. She is intelligent. She has grit. She is ambitious. She is a woman of integrity. And she's a fighter. She was also, when we met her, undervalued and overlooked in the marketplace. Despite her credentials, despite her fluent, flawless English, despite her professionalism, Suli was working part-time in the Amazon warehouse. She made less than $10,000 a year before we met her. We placed her into one of Denver's leading IT employers at $50,000 a year in their IT department. She is living her dream job. She is working in their cyber department, which was her goal. And without this on-ramp, without this, without this connective tissue that Activate is, she might still be working part-time in the Amazon warehouse. So when you take someone who was earning $10,000 a year before and you place them in $50,000 full-time, full benefits, you can see that the market was mispricing Suey and her potential. And that is the kind of potential that we love to activate. But more important than the economic impact on Suey's life is transformative power of work. She loves her employer. We coach her weekly. She marvels that she has this life-saving, life-giving job. And so our employer has become a hero in someone's life. And then through the power of that, that challenging, dignifying, meaningful career, Julie's girls are going to go to college. And so you can see that not only have we ended poverty for someone, but we have put them on a path to prosperity. That potential was there all the time. And all we needed to do was connect the potential to the opportunity and provide some wraparound supportive services and coaching to make sure that she's successful. So that's why we do what we do. And, and that uh, Suli is just one example of the transformation, not only economic transformation and circumstantial transformation, but also the mindset transformation, the dignity, the, the whole person transformation that, that work is able to provide. 
You have provided her something that will change her life forever. And for that, we're all grateful. And I know that you are very focused uh, on scale and scaling that and adding capacity. And I know you already have a great deal of capacity. And we are just running full throttle, Helen, to be good partners with your organization, with Activate. And it truly is one of the most innovative uh, solutions that I've ever come across. And I think many on our board and in our organization feel exactly that way. Um, and, th and that's really what led us to making this rather unprecedented decision to uh, fully endorse and, and fully come out um, in support of Activate Workforce. We want it to succeed. We know under your leadership it will succeed and, and hopefully your biggest problem will be you won't have enough talent on a day-to-day -day basis uh, to staff the organization. Hopefully you're, you're continually having to grow your organization so that you can keep up with the demand and I believe that's what's going to happen. We are 100% behind you and we just wish you every success. And if you wouldn't mind, Helen, say, just say where your website is and perhaps a word about how they can get a hold of you and how they can get started again. Sure. Our website is www.activatework.com. Of course, Annalise can connect me with any of you listening and Mike can as well. So reach out to us through our website, browse the website, be inspired by our stories of transformation. I want to add, Mike, that we are thrilled. I am personally thrilled to be partnering with Colorado Concern because I believe that we are a community of good-hearted, good-spirited people who sincerely care for the common good. And I believe that together we can forge a partnership that marries the best of business with curing an intractable social problem. And I believe we're gonna put our city and our state on the map for what we can do together. That is a wonderful way to close out our time together. And Helen, again, we just are thrilled to be partnering with you. And let's plan to do this periodically as we roll forward in the coming months. As you mentioned earlier in our discussion, we are in a time of crisis nationally, but we're not going to be there forever, obviously. And there's going to be a rebound. We're going to put this uh, current moment behind us and it's going to be full throttle again. And we're just sure excited about getting back to that space. And so we'll need to check in often. Uh, Helen Young Hayes, she's the founder and CEO of Activate Workforce Solutions, uh, a member of Colorado Concern and the, the CEO of our first partner organization with Colorado Concern. Helen, thank you again so much. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for listening to the In the Arena podcast with Colorado Concern. I hope you'll subscribe so you can stay informed on the intersection of business and politics in Colorado. 